All right, Dragons, welcome back to episode 97 of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. We are here today. We are bringing back our good friend, Jess. She just got done running uh, some Disney races, the Dark Side Challenge. She's going to talk about that. And then we are also going to talk about uh, some other nerdy and awesome stuff that we got going on. All right. So hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned. In the basement rolling dice, rolling dice, I'm always a wizard. When we play, we do it right. Candles flicker, fighting dragons in my mind, in my mind. Just for kicks. DM says you're gonna die. Roll a D6. Roll a D6. Roll a D6. Alright, Jess, welcome back. How are you? I am excellent. How are you? I'm exhausted. I'm very tired. By the time this airs, everybody will know whether I won or lost my primary election for state assembly here in California. Yay, District 41! Uh, But um, as of this moment, we don't know if I've won or lost, so I'm I'm very tired. It's the night before the election. So we're calling it a win, I think. I think we'll call it a win. I'll be like, hey, everybody, guess what? I just won my election for the primary. Yay! Cut out faith. Absolutely, freaking Lily. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what have you been up to? How uh, um, you finished Whole Thirty, then I did Whole Thirty, and now I since Whole Thirty, I've been drinking a lot of beer. How? <laughs> um. Yeah. Nutrition wise, I I could be better. I could I could be better. Um, I came off the Whole Thirty train pretty pretty hard, so. That's that's happening. A lot of cheese. A lot of cheese. Mmm, cheese is delightful though. Really? Um I will say right now I have a very expensive bottle of beer. It is a barrel aged Imperial Stout from Ballast Point. It is their barrel aged sea monster aged in Willet bourbon barrels, and it's delightful. A very hardcore twelve point three percent. Wow. So yeah, I'm uh, getting the job done tonight. Good job. I was just wa- yeah, thank you. I was just watching some hockey, so my Washington Capitals, well, my third favorite team, Washington Capitals, are up three to one in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So that's very exciting for me. I know you don't care about that. I care. I care deeply. How deep? Fairly deeply. I know that the Capitals are both a hockey team and that they are from the District of Columbia. So that deeply. You are you are two for two in things you know about the Capitals. Yes. <laughs> um, on a more fun note, you just got done seeing Solo. Yeah, within the last hour, hour and a half, yes. And you saw it with your mother. I did. We have a Star Wars tradition, and she convinced me to see the Star Wars movie. I was an adult adopter of Star Wars, so um, our tradition now is to see all the all the new movies together. Which is a wonderful tradition. Yeah. And Star Star Wars brings the family together. How did you and Mama Jess 
love <laughs> the movie. Um, so I really liked it, but I'm a terrible movie critic because I say that about all of them. Like, I realize the Star Wars fandom has really strong feelings, and I, I don't know if it's because I'm, like, late to the game, but I don't have all the strong feelings that the fandom does ever. Like, okay. I, yeah. So, but I liked it. I thought it was good. I was a little reluctant for the Han Solo, like, background story. Um, because I thought the casting would be weird. I thought it would be weird that it wasn't Harrison Ford, because, like, we've already seen him at this age, and I just thought it would be difficult. But, um, no, I really liked it. Um, my mom was, like, so-so about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I kind of I, I I think I'm in between the two of you. Like I enjoyed it, but it's definitely diet Star Wars. Right, right. It's it's you know it's, it's you can see the sort of like the Disney influence. I think at this point, yes. It's a I mean it's a very yeah. like Disney storyline. It's a very Disney use of like sidekicks and like you know. Some yeah. Of the side characters, um, but I mean, I'm a Disney fan, so that makes for a good movie for me. But it's not <laughs> <laughs> for a Star Wars traditionalist. I can see that it would be a mixed bag. There you go. Well, what I am getting super excited for is a week from a week from when this drops, Incredibles two. I have tickets to the opening night, which is two days before it opens up nationwide. Wow, LA perks. Um, I have really, really, really embarrassing news. I have never seen The Incredibles. <laughs> what? I uh, know. I'm, I'm, it's horrifying. Like, how do I call myself a Disney fan? Um, but I, be, I'll be inspired to do it um, based on the sequel. Well, and the good news is the showing I'm going to is a double feature. Oh, my gosh. I need to find one. Although, so me and uh, Morgan are going to the double feature next week. And it's at the El Capitan, and they always do a costume contest. And so we are planning on dressing up. And our costume choice, we are going to try to create a costume that is uh you know incredibles 2 focuses around um helen which is also known as elastic girl right yeah i mean i haven't seen it i don't know but yeah anyways so uh, incredible have you seen the trailer um yeah yeah no i have okay so so incredibles 2 focuses around Helen, whose superhero name was Elastic Girl. Well, we're gonna go. Morgan is gonna dress as Elasta Woman, like and it. I am going to, and I am going to dress as Mister Elasta Woman. I appreciate that. I appreciate. I that thought you in, in a person and in a California state assemblyman. So. Um, I, I I hope the California voters agree with you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, because in the first movie, like, she became Mrs. Incredible. Like, no, 
right. only after a woman. Right. You don't need to lose your whole identity just to marry a superhero. Exactly. Exactly. Anyways, so other than that, the bigger news that I think you're absolutely going to love is um, on Friday, I have tickets to Kesha at the Forum. Oh, my God. Here in Los Angeles. And then a week from tomorrow, a week from Tuesday, I have tickets to Kesha in San Diego. (laughs) One of my favorite things about you is that one is good, two is better. Uh, That should be a Kesha Bob week, then. And what bothers me is I also have a tough mutter this weekend. But if I didn't, Saturday, Kesha's in Vegas, and that's exactly where I would be. Exactly where I would be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she would be good in Vegas, I think. I think she would be absolutely freaking incredible in Vegas. I mean, mean, good anywhere, to be honest. But, I mean, I feel like the, the glitter would be at peak levels in Vegas. Yes, there would be so much glitter. Um, but my standard, my standard Kesha concert going apparel is a bromper. Clearly. So, um, Friday night, I, like I said, I've got, I've got two tough mutters Saturday and Sunday. So I am going to be at the concert Friday. And the tough mutters are in Tahoe, which is about seven hours away from Los Angeles. So I am going to be going to the concert. In my bromper, I'm going to be dropping my friend off at her place. I'm going to be driving seven hours to Tahoe, probably between midnight and 8 a.m. I'm immediately going to be getting on a Tough Mudder course. Wait, 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 wait. You're driving overnight? Yeah. You're not sleeping? I, I hope not. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess I hope not, too. Um, That is, I mean, that is a Kenny thing to do, for sure. This is the sort of dedication and hard work that I will be bringing to the people of (laughs) California State Assembly. Uh, Yes, yes. What a week for you, then. And this is what I'm saying, is if California needs me to drive seven hours in the middle of the night to get to a boat, I'm there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's true. That's an important quality. Yes. That in a state of <laughs> uh, And then... You wouldn't let a Kesha concert on the other side of the state deter you from an important vote. Not at all. Never. Would and you can't say that about all your assemblymen, so. I don't think you could. I think actually a lot of them, um, I actually don't know. I think a lot of them, I think a, a, a chunk of them have uh, regular jobs, whereas I'm planning on making this my sole job. Uh, Yeah, and they're not Kesha fans, and so. Honestly, I mean, they're probably not Kesha. You can't trust. You can't trust a non-Kesha fan. So that's the truth. 
<laughs> that is absolutely the truth. Uh, anyways, what has there been anything else you have been up to uh, workout nerd out related? Uh, I just started training for the Chicago Marathon. Um, we're 18 weeks out as of Sunday. So, uh, my training started this morning. Nice. For the Chicago Marathon. So, uh, yeah, I am equal parts super excited and super terrified. Yeah, but you were also super terrified of your first Tough Mudder and you crushed it. <laughs> I didn't die, and I guess we'll call that crushing it. Uh, and that's really my only goal for the uh, for my first marathon as well is to cross the finish line in a non dead state. Well, that's good. Yeah. When is it? Is it? It's in October. October seventh. I think you're gonna crush it. I hope so. I hope so. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. Um, what else have you been up to? Put the whole training plan on the calendar today. So it's uh, set in stone. So what did you do to start training today? How far did you run? Uh, four miles this morning. Four easy. It's more than I did. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh... I do two easy days a week, two speed work days a week, and a long run. Uh, and then a cross-training day thrown in there also. Um, so I don't know if I've told you this. I know I haven't told it on the podcast. Um, I am going to be doing pretty much nothing but training legs for the next probably eight or nine months. <laughs> for what purpose? For the purpose that I have... Confirmed one torn labrum, possibly two torn labrums. Oh. Did I lose you? That's no, that's no good. No, it is no good. What, what occurred? Uh, my guess would be tough mutters. Um, <laughs> so, so what's the solution? Drive overnight to talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, um. So, no, my doctor said that I have a torn labrum and that in order to get me back to where I want to be physically, um, I'm going to need at some point surgery. So we agreed. So why are you working legs? Because torn labrums are in my shoulders. Right. And so... Oh, having surgery I'm having surgery and I can like working legs yeah the my doctor told me that I I can do a little bit of arm work but I can't essentially do anything overhead I can't do bench press I can't do dips I can't do push-ups um essentially anything that would put a uh, vertical pressure on my shoulders I can't do so like I can do a little bit of um, like arm extensions like uh, kind of and stuff like that so it's essentially I'm going to be training legs three to four times a week 
We would probably have the same upper body workout now. <laughs> I could show you where the 7.5 pound uh, dumbbells are in the gym if you need them. Uh, I appreciate that. I I Get can out. find them. Maybe I don't know. I've never been that far down on the on the the dumbbell aisle. <laughs> uh, it's uh they're in order, so I'm sure you can figure it out. You're a smart guy. I mean, you're gonna be California State. That's the truth. So. Guy needs to know math. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's what I've been dealing with lately. Um, but me and my doctor agreed that we're going to wait until after Tough Mudder season to uh, to do the surgery. Mostly just because I've already... No, did, go ahead. Did you and your doctor agree? No. Or did you... It's kind of what I told him. Pressure. It's kind of what I told him. Yeah. Um, I was like, can yeah. I do Tough Mudders? And he's like, I mean, yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I can't. So stop you. I'm getting into physical therapy, and I'm going to be doing a little bit of, you know, arm stuff, you know. Um, yeah. But it's mostly just going to be, you know, legs, legs, legs. Yeah. Well, listen, that has a couple benefits. Um, you could choose this time to, you know, really up your running game. Um, and if nothing else, um, your thighs are going to look even better uh, than a bronker. That's what I'm excited about. Yeah. Gotta, gotta get that bronker, <laughs> bronker game strong. <laughs> <laughs> um, and honestly, this is probably the best thing to get me to work out legs because I do have, uh, world's toughest this year in November. Um, Oh my god, that's right. In Atlanta? In Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta. Um, so yeah, so it's gonna be like, alright, legs, 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 and then we're gonna, you know, run a million miles. So, so yeah. you're having the so you're having the shoulder surgery before World's Toughest or after? No, I'm gonna have the, the shoulder surgery December, January. Okay. Yeah. Well, that'll be fun. You know what? A fun adventure. That's what I'm talking about. I've always said I never want to die without any scars. So, yeah. (laughs) Here we are. Here, this is where I am. Yeah. So, um, my doctor is trying to convince me not to have both surgeries at the same time. Um. Well, is common sense trying to convince you of that also? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's mostly because apparently my arms are immobile for six weeks. Yeah. And he's like, uh, yeah, you should really just do one at a time. I was like, oh. No, it would be, it would be difficult to serve the state of California in the manner in which they deserve with absolutely no use of either of your arms are you saying that i couldn't raise my leg for a vote i couldn't just use an eye or a nay <laughs> i mean i'm sh- i'm sure that you could make it work you are you know persistent and resilient uh but i think that it might be easier for everyone if you had a free hand <laughs> <laughs> you know. if you weren't in a double sling <laughs> Um, you're probably not wrong. 
You're probably not wrong. Um, have you read Warcross yet? I have not. I well, what happened? I was on the waiting list. You forgot list at how to read. Yeah, I was on the waiting list of the library for it, and uh, I think we've discussed the phenomenon of being on waiting lists forever for books and then you get off all of the waiting lists at the same time so you have nothing and then all of a sudden you have like 10 things that you need to read in you know two weeks and so it was during it i got it during one of those times and so i didn't get to it and then i got back on the waiting list and now i'm like 50 deep and that's where we are i read the first part of it i read the first probably like 40 to 50 pages before my time expired. So I started it, but I just haven't gotten to the meat of it yet. Okay. So I want to, I want to share a little brief story with you about one of my library holds. Um, so one is like, I've got some where like, okay, I'm number 15 on 18 copies Okay, I'm number one. Oh, oh, oh. You live in Los Angeles, so there are 18 copies of any yes. book. Yes. Um, so I'm I'm working with the Jacksonville Public Library, so uh, we have one copy of like 50% of books you want to read. Well, so. Well, so so let, just just to finish, like <laughs> another another book, I'm number 12 on four copies. Um, one book. Uh, Celeste Wynn, Little Fires Everywhere. I'm number 410 on a hun- on, on 101 copies. So I'm not worried. Uh, However. Yeah. 101 copies. Yeah. However. Imagine. There's Sapiens. You've heard of Sapiens. I have, I have. Okay. I am number 339. On fifteen copies, I want to. I like. So you, so you should read that probably around the time you are recovering from sh- shoulder surgery. Exactly, if that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I just want to be like, why haven't they bought more copies? <laughs> that is interesting. That is interesting. In Jacksonville, it's because they they don't value um, funding of public libraries and. And you know literature and literacy, but uh, but in Los Angeles, I have no idea why. I don't know. It's upsetting. Anyways, that's my story about books. I have a I have a book recommendation for you if Ooh, you want it. I do want it. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, I'm reading it right now. It's called Akata Witch, um, by Nettie Akorafor. Spell it. Uh, spell the Akata um, Witch for A. A K A T A. Which okay, I got it. Yeah, it's sort of like a I would say like a middle grade to YA kind of novel. Uh, it's sort of Harry Potter esque, um, but it's basically in like um, it's set in Africa, uh, and I mean, far be it for me. Um, to say anything remotely negative about Harry Potter. Um, but I feel like this is 
sort of a more deeper, nuanced Harry Potter. If for you sure, will. for sure. And I mean, obviously, does obviously doesn't have like the, uh, you know, the. I think there's a sequel out now, but it's obviously not as involved of of a story. But um, but it's good and um, it's nice, um, you know, to get some people of color in your reading life. So, uh, I would agree. No, the one book that yeah. is currently checked out to me is by uh, the absolutely incredible Ta-Nehisi Coates. Ah. I love pretty much everything he does. And he actually wrote um, a really awesome uh, arc of Black Panther. The comic, not nice. the movie. Very, very. All right, let's talk about Disney races because we've been gabbing for about 25 minutes and I said I was going to try to only take a half hour (laughs) of your time. I'm a liar. Don't tell the people of California. That's not true. I don't even, this is all going to get edited out. Fuck it. (laughs) Anyways. So Disney races. Tell us what you just completed and why Disney races are the best thing in the world. Oh, man. Okay. Hard (laughs) sell. Uh, So I just did the Star Wars uh, Dark Side Challenge. And so that's uh, the 10K on Saturday and then the half marathon on Sunday. Uh, So this was my third Disney race weekend. Uh, I done the wine and dine half marathon in the fall and then I did the Star Wars dark side uh, just the half marathon last year and yeah it's I think it's a really fun racing environment it's a little bit different uh, than other races uh, I think it's more uh, I don't want to say like communal that's not the right word but it's just more uh, there's just a wider population of people who are running these races like a lot of people are running these races because they really love Disney and not necessarily because they really love running, which in some other races, you know, it's the common denominator is everybody loves running here. So I think it opens it up to a wider audience of people, people who might not necessarily run otherwise. And so that makes it like really a non-threatening environment to run in. The wine and dine half marathon in 2016 was the first half marathon I ever ran. It was actually the first race I ever ran. Like I'd never done a 5k. I'd never done anything. And so I decided to train for that half marathon because I love Disney. So I wanted to, you know, experience this other aspect of Disney. So I think they're, they're good races because it's obviously a fun place to run. Uh, and it's, it doesn't feel as competitive or threatening as some other races might. So I think it's a good place to start because it's okay. Fun. I mean, that's a good reason. Zen. What's the experience like running, uh, running through the parks or with the parks? Are there characters? What sort of, what sort of atmosphere is it? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, super super disney like the logistics of putting this on are insane and it's huge so uh there's tons of people i think in the star wars half there's like 
25,000 people running it. Uh, so Disney's good, obviously, at moving large <laughs> quantities of people. So, I mean, they just like bus in, bus out. I mean, they've got a whole system, but uh, they start super, super early in the morning because they want to get people moved through before most of the park traffic. So the they start at like 530 oh, in the God. morning. So you've got to get on a bus. <laughs> yeah. So you've got to get on a bus at like by like four and you wake up at like three. And so it's part of the, you know, challenge of it is not just the running. It's that it's sort of, you know, this extreme waking up early situation. And uh, yeah, so you get there. There's uh, a lot of characters and just other fun stuff at the starting area. Uh, because you have to be there for so long. So there's uh, a bunch of different characters uh, and entertainment there. And uh, they do like a crowd start. Um, they seed you by, by, you know, proof of time. And they've gotten a lot better at that. So, you know, because it is just tends to be a slower field, uh, it can get kind of crowded. Uh, but they've gotten a lot better about putting people in their appropriate places so it doesn't get too congested on the course. Uh, and then, you know, it's Disney. <laughs> so they do a wave start and their fireworks at every, um, the start of every wave. Oh, God. So that's an exciting way to right. erase. Yeah. <laughs> so there's just a ton of adrenaline. I mean, there's a ton of adrenaline in any, in any race start. Um, but it's just the excitement level is really high here because it starts with fireworks. Um, and then you, a lot of the, there's some common complaints about run Disney. And one of them is that most of the time you spend running, you're not actually running in the parks. And that's true. And I mean, that's just a, you know, a, a logistical thing. Like the parks are separated by um, many miles in Florida. Uh, and so, you know, you can't always be running in the parks. You're running on a lot of like the Disney okay. highway. Um, but at least... Yeah, so at least with the um, dark side path, you run, uh, you start in the Magic Kingdom parking lot. You never run through Magic Kingdom. Um, you run to uh, Animal Kingdom, and then you run from Animal Kingdom to Hollywood Studios, and then you run uh, through the Disney Boardwalk, and then up through Epcot, and you finish in Epcot. So, uh, the parks are really fun to run in, obviously. Uh, and I have no problem <laughs> running on the Disney highway. They do a great job of entertainment. Uh, they have, you know, character stops every mile or so, uh, a lot of entertainment. It's, uh, you know, a well-supported course. Oh, awesome. Uh, so about that, yeah, but there is, um, I know that, I know some people prefer a, a lot of like, crowds and cheering and that is something that Disney doesn't necessarily have uh because they don't allow for spectators on the Disney highway system so uh, yeah so that um that is a drawback to some people um because I know that some you know more popular like city races have a lot of crowd support all throughout and so that's uh that's a, a drawback, I guess, to some people. But uh, I love it because I'm such a Disney Parks nerd. 
uh, it feels like super behind the scenes to be in the parks with no one else and to be running through them, which is a different experience. That's awesome. Is there, so because, because you have to start so early, do you, does everyone have to finish before the parks open? Uh, so you don't have to finish before the parks open. Um, you do have to finish. Disney enforces a 16 minute mile per mile uh, time. And they do that based on the last corral's start. So once the last person starts, they'll sweep you after 16 okay. minute per mile pace from the back. Yeah. So um, they enforce a sort of a yeah. time limit. But it is a pretty, it's a pretty uh, open time limit, I guess. So you can run a pretty long half uh, and still uh, still meet that. And so you'll be in Hollywood Studios and Epcot after they open. Uh, so they just have you know portions of it sort of blocked off for the runners, and they sort of very guests around the runners, but oh, all right, hot shit. I've never experienced that, but um, but I imagine it would be fun. <laughs> it starts at five thirty. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I could say you can take you can take that's your fun. time and so oh so man. Um, yeah, I think that's on one of my lists. I think I should do that at some point. I don't know. What's your favorite part of it? Well, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a good experience. I mean, it's, listen, it's expensive. It's crazily expensive because it's Disney World. Uh, and you have to stay there and, you know, there's all these other associated costs. So it's not just the race entry. There's just a bunch of costs around it. And I mean, you know, the theme, your themed running outfit, I mean, why run a Disney race if you're not going to do it themed? Valid. I don't get it. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, so it's expensive. It's not going to be like you don't want that to be the only thing you run because that's going to be super, super expensive. But I think it's fun to do it, you know, at least once or once in a while um, just because it is it is different and it does lend sort of a different flavor to it. Uh, it's probably not going to be like the race that you're going to go into and it's going to be a PR because uh, there are just too many people. It's too crowded uh, and there's too much fun stuff that you want to slow down and see. Uh, but I think it's a fun experience. If you're, if you are a fan of the Disney parks, I would, rec- I would recommend doing. And who is not? I mean, there are people I've heard people are that are weird. not. Who doesn't like Disney? I mean, I can understand not liking necessarily the parks because, like, maybe there's, like, too many people. You don't like crowds. But I feel that Disney really is there's something for everybody. Yeah, I think so, too. But, I mean, if you don't like running and you don't like the Disney parks, I imagine this would not be for you. <laughs> You're probably not wrong. Um, all right. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any, like, I know we have some here, but I think a bunch of the races at Disneyland are shut down. So, yeah, so they actually got rid of the Disneyland, all of the Disneyland races, um, for 2018. 
and I think 2019, and it's yet to be determined for 2020. And I think they just, from what I understand, they just have permitting issues. Uh, it, it, it's different in Florida. There's so much interesting Florida Disney stuff, but they basically incorporated their own city in Florida. And they have like four people who live on trailers on Disney property that are the residents of Reedy Creek, which is the actual city that Disney occupies. And so there are these four people and Disney just like pays all of their living expenses <laughs> and just lets them live on their land and they get all these benefits. So they basically just vote however Disney wants them to vote. So, I mean, they have a lot of leeway with like permitting and everything, everything they need to do, they can get done there. And so they don't have issues with the city that they do in, in California. They can, if they need to shut down roads, they can shut down roads. There's no through traffic concerns because it's all internal. So they just have a huge amount of property. Yeah, like I know essentially in San Diego or not in San Diego, in in Anaheim, they are kind of right in the middle of a giant city. So in like Florida, I feel that they're kind of like their own city. Yeah, it's I mean you <laughs> yeah, they have like their own highway system. Um yeah, you can I mean they in January they run most of the Disney races are half marathons, um, but they run the Disney marathon in January and it's 26 miles all on Disney property. <laughs> I mean, you're not repeating anything. You're, I mean, you know, you're running a 26 mile loop and you have the, the space to do that. So yeah, they've got a ton of, a ton yeah. of land out there, which makes it uh, much easier for, you know, logistically setting up and taking down a race. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, man. So, I don't know. Is there, Like, I've never run a Disney race, so I don't really have a lot to add. Um, what do you like best? What do you like least? Huh, um, so, best, I would say that there is... So, you know that sort of... Um, I don't know how much road racing you've done. But, like... Yeah, so I mean, you, there's, you, you know, like in Tough Mudders and everything, you go through periods where you're just like, you sort of like hit a wall, you know, like, or you just are sort of over it. You're like, I've been running for an hour and a half, like, let's wrap this up. Um, and I think that <laughs> the, you know, what's nice about Disney is that you have, something to look forward to like the course is uh sort of keeps your mind off it like I've never felt like I've been running for two hours when I run a half marathon at Disney and so I'll compare it to right before I ran the dark side challenge I ran um I'm actually wearing the t-shirt right now I ran a spud run half marathon two weeks before uh as my last long run and it's in uh North Central Florida in the farmland, I guess, of North Central Florida. It's out sort of in the middle of nowhere and it's Florida. So it's completely pancake flat. 
and literally ran 13 miles through <laughs> on the roads. They weren't blocked off. They were not blocked off. It, just no one was traveling on them. Like they didn't even have police escorts. We were just running alongside along the side of the road, like in the road. But anyways, so there's you know no one there. It's completely flat. It's cabbage farms <laughs> and <laughs> potato farms. Uh, so I ran that, <laughs> and then two weeks later I ran the dark side half, and so it's definitely a more interesting course, and it. <laughs> it sort of you have hmm. things to look forward to so you know you start the race and you're pumped because fireworks just went off and then you're like we'll get to animal kingdom and uh, and run through there and then you leave animal kingdom and then you're you know you're on to the next thing and so i, I think that there's like something you know being around the next corner and something that you're, something that you're familiar with. So, like, I grew up going to Disney World so okay. from Florida, and so I'm super familiar with Disney. I've been there so many times, but seeing it in a different way and combining two things that you really enjoy uh, is is fun, and it's rare because uh, you don't get to do it very often. So it makes it uh, sort of like special and fun, uh, and so you want to you know, cherish it and enjoy it. So it just makes it less of a, less of a struggle. And especially the best part of the course is like you hit Hollywood studios and then boardwalk and Epcot for all, for all the people who don't spend all of their time uh, in Disney world. Uh, those are all, all pretty much connected. And so for the, and that happens at about mile 10 of the race. So from mile 10 to the finish line, you're really like constantly in the Disney bubble and it's beautiful and magical and the sun is just coming up and it's just these beautiful places. And so when you're like really deep in, you know, the struggle zone, um, really deep in, uh, you know, breathing heavy and feeling like crap, <laughs> you're in the best part of the course. And so it really, that really takes your mind off sort of that's awesome so that's the best um and then the worst i mean it's expensive it's crowded <laughs> it's logistically difficult <laughs> you can't just wake up and you know show up at the race i mean if you're just running like a 5k you can probably wake up an hour before the race starts and just like drive up <laughs> park go yeah. run um but you know, Disney races are like much more of a production than that. So, you know, logistically it is difficult. I mean, to me that sort of outweighs, you know, the benefits and the fun I have doing it, but you know, for not, for, it doesn't do that for everybody. So I, it's more of like a, a balancing kind of thing. And I mean, it's like $200, so you're not going to want to do it. Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, that's here's, awesome. Here's what I, I, that we do. I can't wait to run one. I bring back be super the fun. Um, Disneyland races. They do Star Wars Dark Side in uh, Florida, and they do Star Wars Light Side in California. And if you do both of them, it is the Kessel Run Challenge. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I feel like we should do it. It's on my list. Uh, I'm down. 
Especially if you're uh, in double arms. Especially arms if I'm in double arms lanes. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> also, do we know how long a parsec is? You know, I don't know. Um, I don't. And um, there is, you can probably look, because um, I think I happened upon some some like deep run Disney um, nerdiness out there that was trying to calculate the average length of time um, that it takes to run a marathon and then the time period between uh, January, which is when the light side is held in April, when the uh, dark side is held in Florida and trying to calculate what, uh, you know, divide that by 12 and then, you know, what a parsec would be. So I think there was some, some real run Disney nerddom trying to calculate that. Well, so I, I Googled how long a parsec is. And a parsec is actually 1.917 times 10 to the 13th power miles. So that's a lot of miles. That's a lot. I that's don't lot. think that we're going to be running a parsec, let alone 12 of them. No. However... We would wait. be doing wait, the wait, light wait. side, dark side challenge in less than 12 parsecs. That's true. How is a parsec, how is a parsec a distance? It Shouldn't it be a measure of Par- time? No, parsec is a distance. Explain. A parsec is a distance. It's a distance. Like, okay, when, when Han and Chewie are talking about doing the Kessel Rung in, in less than 12 parsecs, a parsec is a unit of distance, not time. Oh. So it's explained in Solo that they cut through right, right. the... Well, I thought that was just taking yeah. time and not distance. But that makes sense. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. This is what I get for being a Star Wars noob. It's okay. No, no worries, no worries, no worries. <laughs> um... Although my my uh, campaign consultant just texted me and told me I have a decent amount of emails from voters in my spam folder that should not have gone to my spam folder. And uh, his words, some nice and some uh, not so nice. <laughs> so, yeah, earlier today I was called a, uh, a snowflake. So I was like, okay, well, you're not voting for me, but that's cool. Um, I live in a Democratic district, so guess what? You're stuck with a Democrat. Oh, man. Uh, the world we live in. Like, yep. Yeah, guess what, man? It's going to be me or the other Democrat. So, Snowflakes all around. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, man, for Southern California, it snows <laughs> a lot here. Um all right, but thank you so much for coming on. I always love catching up with you, and we will get this all done. Uh, we will run all these races uh, at some point, uh, hopefully next year. Yeah, and hopefully you uh, will have two working shoulders. No promises. <laughs> All right. As per usual, everybody, thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Dumbo and Dragons podcast. We will catch you on the next one. Jess, thank you so much for joining me this evening. 
Anytime. All right. And everybody else, work out, nerd out. Thank you for listening to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes as well as a rating. We would definitely appreciate it. And while you're at it, follow us on all social media at Dumbbells Dragon. That includes Pinterest, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Periscope, and Snapchat. Until next time, work out, nerd out.